I've heard that life is what you make it. I say, make room to grow. I'm your host, Lawanda Dockery, and this is the Make Room to Grow podcast. It all started with a dream about growing food, and who would ever imagine that growing food would lead to me learning about personal growth and development? Well, it did, and I want to bring you along for this beautiful ride. Thank you so much for joining me. Before we get started, Grow Nation, I just have a quick note for you. First of all, hello and thank you to you all who tune in regularly. So this week, we actually have our first interview on the Make Room to Grow podcast outside of my husband. It is an awesome, awesome interview. You will love what our guest, Letitia Marshall, has to say. She is a farmer from Kentucky, but I need you guys to give me grace. You'll notice that the sound quality is far different from what I'm used to publishing. However, I lost a bit of sound quality when my webcam picked up the sound instead of my actual podcast microphone, but I did not want to play around with the integrity of this interview and I think it's so important what she has to say that I want to give it to you in its original raw form. So I ask for grace. I ask that you lean in and I ask that you take in everything that she has to say. Hello, hello, Grow Nation. I hope you all are well today. We have a treat for you. We have our very first interview, everyone. We have Leticia Marshall from Beer, Fruit, and Grow, and I met this amazing woman. She's out in Louisville, Kentucky. I had the privilege of discovering her by, while watching a YouTube video. I saw that she was on a CNBC segment, and I saw her out there. She has an urban farm, and I reached out to her, and she was so gracious to accept the invitation. So... Leticia, welcome to the Make Room to Grow podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited excited to have you. They can probably tell, like, this is like Christmas Eve for me because I actually get to talk to someone out here now. We've had uh, my husband's been on here, but this is our first official farmer on the show and so thank you for accepting yes i'm i'm like totally just geeked out right now about being here so like thank you for thinking of me um and and being bold and just reaching out um uh that's hard sometimes (laughs) so i'm grateful to get your invitation oh it's very hard but it's so rewarding when it works out so you're out in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you can just tell us a little bit about your story and how you got started. So, yeah, I'm in Kentucky, born and raised in the bluegrass state, <laughs> the Commonwealth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been here all my life. I left the country, came to the big city of Louisville. <laughs> Right. When I was um, starting college and I was I was at University of Louisville for seven years straight like a crazy person. Right. So I got my bachelor in psychology uh, and then a master's degree in uh, social work, um, all from U of L. Met my husband there. Um, thought I had left the farming life forever, the country forever <laughs> and kind of, you know, go back for occasional visits, but never in my entire life that I think that I would ever 
kind of circle back around to wanting to um, connect uh, back to farming and growing vegetables. Um, and so here I am almost a decade later <laughs> as wow. an adult farming and gardening mm -hmm. and, and teaching others how to do the same thing. So, wow. Yeah. And what was the, what was the thing that drew you back? What, what made you know that you had to do this? How do you know? I don't even really know. I think part of it, 10% maybe that I actually really missed home. Like I really okay. missed smelling cow manure. <laughs> <laughs> I miss smelling the hay and the the lake, uh, the ponds, and, and just that whole scenery kind of thing. You know, it's something mm -hmm. just to look out in a field full of grass and just mm -hmm. and the cows grazing that just calms you, you know. Um, and so I think 10% of it was I just missed home. Uh, the <laughs> other part was, well, it's been a... a few years, at least 10 years since I've done anything um, with the with the land, with the soil. So let me just see if I can do it again. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so I started with a four by four raised bed garden and uh, a bucket and a bowl. And wow. I was like, let me see if I can just grow some stuff in, in what I got, you know, um, mm -hmm. and I did. And then the second year I grew some other different crops and did well with those. And I was like, well, shoot, I can do this. I can keep doing this. Uh, my mm -hmm. husband at the time was a, a, a tomato eater. He is a tomato eater at the time. I was not, but I grew them because I knew he liked tomatoes and he was like, yeah, these are good. Tastes like, tastes like a tomato, but yeah, they're good. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but they got to taste better than just a tomato. You know, it's not a store tomato. What are you talking about? And so I was like, I'm going to prove him. I'm going to prove to him that, you know, and there are other different varieties of tomatoes that you're really going to get that fresh taste. Um, they may not look like the store, right? Because everything almost is perfect, quote unquote, you know, looking at the store. That doesn't necessarily mean it's fresh and it's good for you. Um, and so, so part of it was like just proving to myself and then a little bit of proving to him that I could do this and that there was something, um, fulfilling about growing your own food. Mm -hmm. And then, but the majority of it, once I got the hang of it and I built some confidence, I was, uh, people, I would just post stuff on social media, like, oh, I grew this and, oh, look at the zucchini. It's my first one. <laughs> Left yeah. it there a couple of days too long. Cause now it's huge, you know? Uh, to people were kind of, Hey, can I come by and get that? I can make some zucchini bread. Hey, um, what else do you grow? Do you have any peppers for sale? You know? Mm -hmm. And then eventually I was like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, you know, offer what I have. And then mm -hmm. people were reaching out about coaching. Like, do I teach people how to grow? I'm like, well, mm -hmm. There's nothing to it, really. I think we make it more complicated than it is. But mm -hmm. There is a few things I've learned. So, yeah, I will teach you. Mm -hmm. So 2020 rolls around. We hit the pandemic. And I will never forget the day we went to the store and there was nothing. Wow. On the shelves. Like people are fighting over toilet paper. And then no, there was we got two packs of meat that day. Mm -hmm. So we ate a lot of vegan meals. For the next two mm -hmm. weeks, um, 
the the vegetables were not gone though. You know, there there was there was some left. There was more left than on the shelves. Mm -hmm. Um, so we ate a lot of vegan vegetables, our vegan dishes. Uh, but uh, I was like, oh no, I can't. And by then, I had been growing, and I was convinced, and nobody could change my mind that this was the best thing for my family to to kind of mm -hmm. be self sufficient, right? To learn more yeah. of those skills. Um, yes. but that really just sealed the deal for me. And I was like, okay, it's, it's time to stop playing. I'm done like nitpicking my little offers to the community. I want to be, um, impactful. I want to change some stuff. Then we get mm -hmm. hit with the Breonna Taylor, uh, mm -hmm. story. And then the George mm -hmm. Floyd story and the black lives matter movement and people all over yeah. the globe, not just in the United States, not just in Louisville everywhere mm -hmm. every country that you can imagine stood mm -hmm. up and made their point right that we are no longer going to accept this this and this right and it all mm -hmm. comes back to racism having mm -hmm. the lack of not being treated fairly and people just standing mm -hmm. up for themselves so yeah. every yeah. all of that just like built momentum and just affirmed what I was already thinking, but had a little bit of fear of doing right. Mm -hmm. That it is time to make a stand. And so everybody's not going to get it, mm -hmm. but I don't need everybody to get it. Right. Everybody didn't right. get Jesus, right? <laughs> everybody didn't accept <laughs> him. They didn't. And right. he said that yeah. he wished that everybody would, but nice. they didn't. So, so why do I need everybody to accept what I'm doing? Right. And so yes. I was like, okay, I'm going to make this thing a legal entity. Okay. And so I started Bear Fruit and Grow LLC. Wow. And that, that's pretty much how I got there. <laughs> wow. So you took the, so it sounded like it was this convergence of need coming from the pull of the community. There was this history of you already having grown up around the farm. This 10% of you being homesick the external environment going on yeah. and everything came, you know, to everything aligned so that you could start your farm. What was the process like once you decided I'm going to do this, I'm going to put a full offer out there of everything that people are asking for. Was it easy to go through, establish it? And, and I know it wasn't. How, how difficult was it to establish your farm so so as far as like the administrative like paperwork right i'm going to make mm -hmm. it an llc i trying to decide whether to do um an llc or a non-profit was kind of uh it kept me up a little bit at night mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you have a lot of people that voice their opinions because I ask them and some that you mm -hmm. don't ask, right? They just got something to say. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, what should I do? Other farmers, what are y'all doing? Um, mm -hmm. And so I decided that I needed to, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Um, I'm raising two beautiful babies um, mm -hmm. and my husband works full-time. I need to, I need income. Yes. That was the bottom line. I've got to do this. Yes, it is to to help build up edify um grow myself but edify the community as well but i have to we have to eat too okay yes. and yeah. the nonprofit game is so competitive here anyway i don't i don't i didn't want to be in that mess um okay. 
And then, and not, not that I'm closed to nonprofit stuff. Like I'm, I'm contemplating another entity that it will be a nonprofit, but, but bear fruit and grow has to be for profit, right? It's okay to want to make money to feed your family. Um, And I had to be settled with that in my spirit. It took me a long time. That was probably the hardest Mm -hmm. thing. The second hardest thing though, was Mm -hmm. pricing, Mm -hmm. Um, figuring out what to charge people. I'm an expert and that's hard for me to say, but I'm an expert. Yes. I've learned a lot. I did my, I studied, right. And I'm trying to show myself approved. Um, I've researched and I never quit doing that. Right. It's an ongoing, like every day I'm looking at something or Mm -hmm. I wake up something has been placed in my spirit and I wake up and I'm just like Google, you know, real quick. Uh, yeah. because I want to learn more. I think now more than ever, I'm just hungry for knowledge. And mm-hmm. I think that's healthy though. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's learning everything from the IRS, mm-hmm. um, how things, and I hate tax season, right? But we have to do it. Um, yes. if I'm going to position myself to, um, receive funding from any mm-hmm. federal, like the USDA or farm service agency or any local and state, um, entities, um, mm-hmm. you have to know a little bit about law. You have to know a little bit about the the regulations, the ordinances um, of the city. Um, just a little bit about policy stuff. I mean, it mm-hmm. comes it comes as you you start to un un um, uh, ravel some things, right? Um, but, but pricing is really hard. It's just like, what do you, what do you tell people, um, that you're going to charge them? And really, I I still deal with that a lot. Like just going back and forth about what to do. Uh, No, I don't want it to be too much because I want it to be accessible to Mm -hmm. almost everyone, Mm -hmm. but, um, to everyone, but it can't, it won't be, I can't also like under, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, what's the word? Um, you don't want to undercharge. Yeah, like you value myself and my time, yeah. right? Uh, because yeah. it is important. Like I'm, like again, I'm raising a family. Um, I have to, I have to raise the crops as well. So like when I spend some time with you, individual, and, and it's an individual coaching session, right? It's all mm-hmm. about you in this moment and, and your goals and your journey. That, yeah. that that is important to me. So I mm-hmm. need to figure out that balance of how like I need you to know that this is serious. Like I'm ready to work with you and yeah. and be with you on this journey. And so yeah, that that's really hard. Um outside of that, I think uh I have the spirit of I want to be engaged and immersed in everything. So like yeah. I want to grow everything. <laughs> like can I just like everything and so I started out that way early um uh, you know where I grew 40 different crops and maybe two or three different varieties of each and that was when you're trying to build a market farm or garden that's too Mm -hmm. much uh, for okay. me, being on less than a quarter of an acre in a highly residential neighborhood, we only mm-hmm. have a certain amount of space, right? So I have to, and I have to, it's challenging. Like I, I have to grow vertically more, right? I can't okay. do a whole lot of just flat bed, row beds, you know, that just doesn't, I, I have some, but mm-hmm. it's not efficient for the space that I have. So just figuring out those little 
mm, strategies so you can maximize maximize what you have. Okay, so those are some of the things that you would go over with a potential client. Yes. Examining this space, what they have to work with, because I, I try to encourage people that even if you just have a back porch, let's yes. look at what you have. And, and like you said, use what you have. I don't want to gloss over it because here at Make Room to Grow, we've, we've spoken before. We know that we do we do center a lot around Jesus. And you take what you have. Uh, if you're faithful over the few things, he'll make you ruler over much. So you take what you have and you grow from there. Yes. And, and so I like that you talk about you started with the bucket. You started with just what you have and then you expand it from there. What would you advise people that have that just want to get started, but they don't know where to start? What do they start with? Yeah. So um, your willingness to uh, grow is the most mm -hmm. important thing here, right? So if you're willing, you're probably willing to learn too. Mm -hmm. And so that's the second piece. And, and, and then the third piece is to admit that you don't know it all and you don't have it mm -hmm. together. Right. Because if you have no idea, that's great in this, in this instance, because, and then um, really get in your spirit that experience is the best teacher. So if there is no failure, okay. Mm -hmm. um, or like, it, it's you're not allowed to internalize the failure. Mm -hmm. I have I have failed crops all the time because I make stupid mistakes or or I'm trying to grow something that I've never grown before and so I'm just trying to figure it out. But all of that is an opportunity to learn and grow, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so if you're willing to start this journey, then that tells me a, a lot about who you are and, and who you're trying to be, maybe long term. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm excited about that. Right. The, yes. the, the, the second, uh, the next thing is like just teaching the basics of, of growing, right. If in anything that lives needs, what, what do we need to live? Water. Food and water, right. And a little bit of shelter. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so, um, it's the same thing for plants. They're living beings. Right. And, uh, mm -hmm. they breathe, they eat, and they sleep. <laughs> it's a little bit different sleep, but they need mm -hmm. time out of the sun, right? That's why we have night and day. Every mm -hmm. living thing needs air. They need oxygen. They need airflow. They mm -hmm. need water. So where 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 are you going to access your water? You know where is mm -hmm. your water feature? If you want your garden in the backyard, but your water access is in the front, how are you going to get the water to the back? Are you carrying it in buckets? Do you have a long hose? Uh, you know, what What are your plans? Are you going to collect rainwater? Have you ever thought mm -hmm. about collecting rainwater from your gutters? Uh, mm -hmm. That could save if you're using city water, right? Municipal water. Um, sun. Where is the sun going to, is the sun shining on your garden space where you want your garden? How long is it shining for? Do you get at least six hours? Because that's dope. If you get mm -hmm. less than that, you can still grow. Uh, but you can't grow all kinds of things, all sorts of things, you know, everything in partial shade. But there are some things that will grow really well in partial shade. So that's mm -hmm. okay. Do you have a deck or do you just have a window seal because you live in an apartment? Mm -hmm. Oh, you have a window seal? Okay, perfect. Guess what you can grow there, you know? So, um, again, I, just going back to use what you have. But everything needs water. Everything needs sunlight. And everything needs food. And so we'll talk about that. And we can even we can even talk about a shopping list. 
right? Mm -hmm. You don't know what to get mm -hmm. at the store. Okay, great. Well, let's ask some more questions to see how you want to grow. You mm -hmm. know, some people are like, I want to grow everything organically mm -hmm. or naturally. Mm -hmm. um, or I just want it to live and I don't want nothing to eat it up. So what do I have to put mm -hmm. on it? So nothing eats up my stuff. <laughs> Yes. They don't care if it's organic or not, right? They just want their stuff to themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, just a, a little bit of the basics. And then mm -hmm. based on your vision, you know, we go from there too, to kind of map out your journey. So. Okay. What is some, so I'll go back a little bit. When you said you wanted, you, you were, in some seasons you were super ambitious and you wanted to grow a lot of, different varieties how were you able because i'll be selfish i'm in that that predicament how do you pare that down and grow a lot of volume of a few items so maybe you're growing five things but you want to ramp up productivity what do you how do you do that so i i had to decide letitia if i'm going if i'm going to start a farm a market farm or garden, which means I am going to sell everything that I have here or try to mm -hmm. sell. Um, whether it's curbside, I have a farm stand, I go to a farmer's market, um, then I probably want to focus on making money, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so if I'm going to make money, then I need to do research on what crops are more profitable or most profitable for me for the space that I have and for where I live, then I need mm -hmm. to look at, well, what does the community need? Um, can I meet that need? Because when there's a need, then you have a business. Okay. Mm. So, um, and so if I, if I know a lot of people don't care for, like I've been to the market and I've grown uh, turnips and they mm -hmm. just like, I heard a turnip greens, but I ain't never heard no turnip. Well, we know turnip greens yeah. are just the greens on top of the turnip root, right? Mm -hmm. They yes. don't know that. Um, they have no idea to do what to do with the root part. Mm -hmm. And so if people aren't picking up the turnips because they, we don't even have that discussion, right? Because you can't have that discussion with thousand people who walk past your booth. But <laughs> if I if I know the turnips are not selling, there may be a few that won't turn up greens. I might grow a little bit. I might, but that's mm -hmm. not going to be one of my market crops, right? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to 86 the, the turnips, okay. but I know every year people want fresh tomatoes. Now it can be oversaturated. The market can be with tomatoes. Mm -hmm. um, but, but even the certain variety of tomato may not be marketable. So like last year, I grow a lot of cherry tomatoes. They mm -hmm. they sold, but what people really wanted was green tomatoes. Oh. And there are varieties out there that like actually stay green, like the Ant mm -hmm. German green tomato. It grows and at maturity, it's literally green. The flesh is yeah. green. It's so cool, right? <laughs> but most people are saying, I want that tomato before it blushes. It's a mature mm -hmm. color, right? So, cause I want to fry it up and eat it that way. And so what varieties of tomato can I grow to get? And they want big ones. They'll take the little ones, but they want fat ones. So they're like the beef steak varieties, right? 
Um, so what varieties could I grow? And then how many of those plants should I plant to mm -hmm. have a nice um, collection of green tomatoes for the people, right? Because they're okay. going to sell. Now they love, uh, people bought the, the ripe ones, but girl, when I tell you they, I was the only one at the market that I attend and manage, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Selling green tomatoes. So they stopped at my booth first, most of the time, right? Yeah. Before they went around to the others or they knew they could get green tomatoes at my booth and not others. So they came back to the market, right? So that's mm -hmm. a really cool way. You're not going to be able to meet the need of everyone. Uh, okay. But again, do your research and then it takes some trial and error too to kind of mm -hmm. narrow it down okay. to what varieties to grow. What are you really great in growing? What is your, what is Letitia's, I mean, you have, you are able to grow this with your eyes closed. What do you excel in? In terms of growing, see, I don't really feel like I excel in in one crop. Um, okay. I feel like I can do it, and it okay. works. <laughs> okay, but when I go and look at other farms, like I really grow, I, I grow tomatoes really well. Uh, mm -hmm. Peppers, not so much. Peppers mm -hmm. are finicky anyway, um, mm -hmm. but and especially to get the seeds to germinate, right? Um, but uh, I grow, I can grow them, but when I go to other farmers, like some of these farmers um, that come to the United States from other countries mm -hmm. and they grow, I don't know nothing. I'm looking at their produce. I'm like, I don't know nothing. What am I doing with a business to try to coach people? <laughs> My food ain't never looked like that, right? And I mean, just gorgeous vegetables. I mean, the greens, honey, if I could just show you pictures of those greens that they, I'm, I'm like, Y'all are rocking it out over here. What do y'all? I need to be coached by y'all, you know. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I feel comfortable growing things, um, and I and I do grow them well. I grow I grow tomatoes well. I grow squash well, but I quit growing squash because really? I every year I have to fight. You know, like a what's what's the name on the. <laughs> For all my life, I had to fight. <laughs> Girl, every year I got to fight them squash bugs. Oh, my God. Ooh. And vine borers. Really okay. infested here with those. Um, they and every other critter that has found my garden. Um, mm -hmm. I have a groundhog living in my space now, too. We'll mm -hmm. maybe we'll talk about that later. But uh, so, so I had to quit growing. Even though I grew up really well, I had to quit growing it. Because I was okay. I was spending more time fighting uh, mm -hmm. than I was actually getting a good crop from 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 the grow. So mm -hmm. microgreens uh, is new to me. Um, not I mean not like brand new, but may I've, I've grown them for the past two years. But mm -hmm. I actually started farm production this winter and wholesaling. Yay. Yeah, and so I really enjoyed growing microgreens. Um, as well. Wow. So you have you have so many facets to your business, the coaching, your farmers market, your microgreens business. You do something with children as well, right? Yeah, you do yeah. Teach the babies. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so um, I offer to have uh, kids camps here at the farm. Um, mm -hmm. I can go to, um, you know, 
I can travel a little bit. I don't travel far, but just a little bit um, to do to do camps and storytelling and things like that with the kids as well. Um, just trying to to help them see that there are people out there that still look like this at that farm. Um, the, those numbers have drastically went down since the 1960s, 1920s. It's kind of started, but but um, but we are still here and we are strong. And um, I think more people, um, especially more black, um, indigenous people of color, um, mm -hmm. are embracing farming again. Um, yeah. and, and rocking it out. But yeah, we got to teach the babies where we come from, uh, mm -hmm. the true story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we've got to, um, empower them. I mean, cause they're curious, even if they don't grow up to be farmers, there, there's so many different occupations in, in agriculture. You know, you don't just have mm -hmm. to farm to be sure. a, a part of the agriculture world. Um, there's robotics, mm -hmm. there's, um, engineering, you know, there's, all kinds of different things that you could do. Mm -hmm. And so I try to introduce those things as well. I don't know a whole lot about them, but I want them to know that there's so much out here in the world. And mm -hmm. so, so here's my little, little speech. And yeah. I hope they glean a little bit as we do some jumping jacks and make funny noises and even plant in the soil, depending on the age group. Right. Wow. Um, so, yeah. And I don't want to. I don't want to gloss over a little big girl farmer. Yeah, you also have help out there in your urban farm. <laughs> yeah, a little squirt. So that's my. She's six now. Um, wow. My daughter, and she is affectionately known as little big girl farmer on social media. And, yes, uh, we started her. We is me. Um, <laughs> started her in the garden uh, uh, when she was two. Yeah, so that's how we get the program named Kids Grow 2 mm -hmm. um, uh, here. But, uh, yeah, she just, and two-year-olds, they want to play. They say, Mama, I want to play in the dirt. And I say, it's not yeah. dirt, baby. It's soil. <laughs> soil. She's like, okay, I want to play in the dirt. <laughs> and then, you know, just stick your finger in there and plant the seed. She, you know, she mm -hmm. pops it in and then drops a seed. And, and a little bit later, she's like, I'm like, remember you planted that? And she was like, oh. That face is just incredible, right? And then, yes. and then the harvesting piece. Like she mm -hmm. loves to eat right off the vine, right off the, you know. I have to talk to her about the ground stuff, right? The the root crops. We don't eat just pull it, you know, with all the dirt on it. You gotta wash it off, yeah. baby. But <laughs> but I don't use any um, uh, chemicals or anything like that on my on my food. So so mm -hmm. everything that I use is natural. Um, mm -hmm. soapy water mm -hmm. to kill yeah. piss, right? Yeah. Um, I do put like some neem oil and, and BT every once in a while. So I do encourage her now that she's older too, like to, uh, um, she knows to wash things off, but, but for the most part, we just pop it off and eat it. Right. Um, and she can tell the difference. I'll never forget when my husband bought home, uh, she was probably four and my husband bought home a, um, tomato from the grocery store and she's like daddy where'd you get that because it's too cold outside for tomatoes and he said i oh, got God. it at the store she said you did mm -mm, i don't want it he said girl eat that tomato you know because she asked for one and that's why he bought mm -hmm. it and he wanted mm -hmm. some she ate that tomato and she said oh no this is yucky 
I said, what is, what's wrong with it? She said, mm-mm, it don't taste like our garden tomatoes. I'm not eating that ever again. Wow, she, and she won't. It. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's so, yes, so, so what do you see, what's next for you for Bear Fruit and Grow? Um, and I don't want to neglect to mention, I, I'll ask you that, but I also want to get into just a, uh, the emotional benefits of gardening. Yeah. How can we encourage? So, so I'll, I'll reverse the order. We'll do we'll do emotional first. How for for a climate like we're in now, mm-hmm. we see people suffering from depression, suicide rates up. What do you? How? What are the emotional benefits? And you have a social work background. You're bona fide. Yes. Like you are an expert. What what do you see as the emotional benefits of gardening? Yeah, I did work in, um, before I had um, my six-year-old daughter, I, I was a social worker uh, working in the mental health field. And so with kids that had um, developmental intellectual disabilities. And mm-hmm. and I always heard of them using, um, or we would refer uh, kids to like equine uh, therapy mm-hmm. where they rode horses and, and, or they would have a therapy dog or, you know, and I heard there wasn't a lot about gardening though for therapy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is just as good. You know, I just didn't have the space or the platform to introduce that at the time, nor was it really on my mind uh, for real, for real. But yeah, gardening is therapeutic and it, it might sound very very cliche but it is so true in complete transparency right mm-hmm. um i suffer with generalized anxiety and mm-hmm. um, i probably have been all my life but really great uh masker because uh, i grew up that way like i grew i was trained at a very early age to tuck your feelings mm-hmm. You Mm -hmm. don't expose those very much. Whatever goes on at home stays at home. You don't tell people at school. You don't talk about it too much, right, Mm -hmm. to anybody. Um, And that's just how you lived, right? Um, And so there were tons of instances or experiences that I have in my life that had trained me very well that I could be anxious, but I had to deal with it and and be strong, right? That's what we tell uh, that's what I was told as a child <clears throat> to be strong. You know, you strong. It's all right that it happened, but it happened yeah. <laughs> and, and move on, you know. Uh, but it's all kind of starting to catch up with me. And I think I think the pandemic, I know the pandemic was a huge trigger or a catalyst for an episode that I had. Mm-hmm. Um there is a study out there that says that most people who catch and uh, COVID and experience the symptoms, whether they're mild or not, um, you develop anxiety um, and or have had it or been diagnosed with anxiety uh, before mm-hmm. they got COVID. And uh, but after having COVID, you definitely are more anxious, right? And so I was also exposed to COVID Uh, at the end of January. My daughter got sick first. And Mm -hmm. then a week later, me and my nine month old baby tested positive. Um, And so I've also been through that after two years of trying so hard to keep her healthy, trying to keep Mm -hmm. myself healthy and the baby and my husband, we were exposed and, and 
uh, by a family member, but uh, no, like, no, it's not like no guilt, no fault, no bad feelings, right? It just happens. It's, it's so oh. rampant right now that you just, you, eventually everybody's probably going to get it, right? Exactly. Uh, but what that taught me was that, and it's winter time. Uh, when I'm not outside, when I am not in the soil, I do, my anxiety does increase like drastically. So I have to figure out other coping skills. So I like, you know, uh, outside of the deep breathing and meditation, those are great. And I'm not minimizing that, but I need something to do with my hands. I need to work, be busy. That really Mm -hmm. helps me, um, process, uh, things. Um, and so I crochet oh, <laughs> and, yes. um, so this, and I still ain't done. And I know my clients like what well, this girl hurry up, but I did my first cardigan sweater. Um, it's oh, one of those long yes. ones that go to the ground, right. That's kind of comfy yes. and cozy. Oh. Um, so I'm excited about that. I have to share a picture with you, yes, but please. I have, I, I found that, uh, due to COVID, um, I, I had increased anxiety anyway, but um, when I was able to start my microgreens business indoors, I do farm mm-hmm. those indoors right now. Um, mm-hmm. gosh, it changed things for me, like drastically changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still have anxiety. I still experience it, but mm-hmm. man, just that little bit of time working my hands in this, like mm-hmm. finely, uh, beautiful, the smell of the soil, um, touching the soil, um, watching these plants sprout, it just gives you something else to think about, right? Yeah. And yes. um, and so yes, I I do believe that at the end of the day, most of my clients that I coach even have said to me, Letitia, I didn't expect to have this awakening. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect to like change, right? Mm-hmm. Almost mm-hmm. everyone says that they have had a spiritual experience of some sort. And that's mm-hmm. because I I know it's real and that's what I want for people. I think that the garden can heal. It can liberate you. It can help you process. It can, you can come to the garden, at least I do, mm-hmm. um, angry. I mm-hmm. come sad as Jax. Like I'm so sad. Um, mm-hmm. And then after I'm done, I just feel better. Sometimes yeah. I go and I don't feel anything. I'm just numb. Mm-hmm. But but that numbness uh, creates an opportunity to hear. Mm-hmm. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm silent. I ain't got nothing to say. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes we do need to be quiet, right? Maybe that's another Absolutely. topic. <laughs> but, but yeah, we need to be quiet and still. And so, so hearing the birds, hearing the wind blow, the leaves rustle, um, you get this, sometimes I get this like little slight chill and it's hot outside because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm so silent and I can feel things and smell things I have never felt or smelt before. Right. I can hear mm-hmm. things I've never heard before. And, mm-hmm. and so I think, I think if you let it, the garden can truly, truly uh, encourage you to be better yes. Yes. Uh, and to do better. Yes. And absolutely. so, so my business name is bear fruit. Right. And I, and this might sound like 22, but whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. I love to talk about uh, the fruits of the spirit. 
So, so we, yes, yes, yes. So because I think, I think eh, most people want to do better and be better. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And so what areas can I focus on? That was my, my thought process. Uh, mm-hmm. was like, I need, I know I, there's a, th- a thousand things that are wrong with me, <laughs> but, but can I narrow it down? Just like we narrow those varieties down and those crops down. What, what yeah. should I focus on? What are the important things? Kindness, self-control, yes. loving mm-hmm. myself bef- because I can't love anybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. uh, if I don't love myself. And so, so let's focus on those areas, Letitia. And then when I'm in the garden, sometimes it's fuzzy, but sometimes I get a clear, loud, loud and clear, right? <laughs> Indication of where I need to be. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm grateful for the garden. I'm grateful for the soil. Wow. Yes. Wow. So thank you for that. I, I thank you for just sharing, for being transparent, um, for teaching us. You, you, you've done a lot in this short time. Where what do you see for beer fruit and grow moving forward? And then I want people to know how they can contact you to either you know engage in one of your services or visit your farm or purchase from you, support you. Oh, thank you. What do you see and how can we support you? Yeah, bear fruit and grow moving forward. I don't know. I'm I'm um I, I can tell you what I want. Okay. <laughs> but but I think what the I want a 10 mm-hmm. acre farm uh, okay. or less, you know, I can settle for two, two to five is cool, okay. but, right. but I would love to have a 10 acre farm, um, uh, kind of level up, make a bigger space for community gardens, uh, our mm-hmm. plots and, uh, a demonstration farm, uh, some of that mm-hmm. robotics stuff that I was talking about and, um, things like that, like really demonstrating egg, in its entirety uh, as as part of the farm design. Um, Mm -hmm. And, um, but I just want more people to grow. I just, I just, Mm -hmm. um, if you grow a garden, you're going to grow yourself. Yeah. So I just, it's just bound to happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, and so I, I would love to see the whole street over here, you know, with gardens in the front of backyard. Um, I would love to see the whole city, with every other house, you know, with a garden. That's mm-hmm. what I would love. And I want to be a part of that movement. And mm-hmm. um, I also want to continue to work on policy change. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there, our city has loud and clearly stated that they are racist uh, systematically. Wow. Okay. Um, but it's one thing to just say it. I need y'all to do something about it. And, mm-hmm. and so we're trying to hold the city of Louisville accountable. Um, and thing we have had some victories. Uh, we had a weed ordinance that has been updated in past. People were getting cited for having pollinator gardens and natural grasses and then growing in their yards because they were above a certain, certain like 10 inches (laughs) and it looked like weeds to everybody else. So people would complain Mm -hmm. and the city would come and cite those people for growing pollinator gardens. You know, um, they can't grow their gardens less like there has to be a setback right so like uh mm-hmm. you know it needs to be so many feet away from the street or the sidewalk mm-hmm. you know just mm-hmm. little nitpicky things but we've yeah. had some wins uh we got some urban ag community garden mm-hmm. and market garden policies changed too with the city and mm-hmm. now we're working which is our hardest uh uh 
agenda item, I do believe, but working to get uh, vacant lots more accessible to people that want to farm and, and uh, grow food. Um, th there has been some that has happened, but but it's just so hard. Um, mm -hmm. And so we, we just want to make that more accessible and work with the city to do that. And we, we are, but it's hard. Um, and yeah. so Barefruit is, wants to be a part of those movements as well. And we are mm -hmm. a part of those, but I want more progress. I want us to continue to advocate for uh, residents uh, for our community and for people that are literally affected by food apartheid. Like these are systematic racist um, agendas that prevent mm -hmm. people from having fresh food, pre mm -hmm. pre prevent people from having anything uh, other than a liquor store, a gas station, and these little mom and pop stores that sell bag chips, right? Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. um, on their on their corners, that it's just ridic ridiculous. And mm -hmm. so, so Barefruit will continue to be a part of those movements as well. Uh, but I, yeah, I want this farm. I want this ten acre plot. Um, and then I'm just open to see what God does because I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I've just learned so much more that way, right? Like I have my plan, he gets it, but I always end the prayer and it could be yeah. a two second prayer. It could be a, a five minute prayer, whatever, with uh -huh. whatever you think is best for me. That's what I want. Yes. I'm just letting yes. you know. <laughs> Amen. It's all on you guys. Yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So how, how can people get sure. in touch with you? Sure. So um, I have a website, uh, Barefruit and Grow dot com b-e-a-r bears and grizzly bear right yeah um Mama bear fruit yes and um on the website you'll see all my other social media i'm on instagram uh barefoot mm -hmm. grow llc on facebook and i do have a youtube channel called barefruit gardening it's a community youtube channel so i i tried to be as transparent and ugly show y'all the ugly the good you know just being myself all right i'm not politically correct or <laughs> any of that. I've had some panel discussions on some kind of hard topics to talk about or things that are uncomfortable for people to talk about related to mm -hmm. racism, related to farming. Um, yes. And uh, so I hope that you all watch those, but I also have stuff. It's like, this is just what I'm doing and it didn't work. Uh, <laughs> anybody got any suggestions? The coach need to be coached, right? Um, I've, I've just gotten into fruit trees and, and fruit bushes and, and, you know, berries and things like that. And so I don't know a lot about it. Um, there are certain crops that I've, I grow, uh, that I have not, like I'm growing sorrel for the, I grew it last year, but I don't know a whole lot about sorrel and, um, it has African roots as well. Mm -hmm. And so I want to learn more about sorrel. I'm gonna show you how I planted it, but I don't know anything else after that. Right. So <laughs> So yeah, just check me out. Um, hit me up the website. Uh, hit the online order tab, and you'll see all the packages for uh, all the coaching packages. I have some T-shirts and some other stuff on there, you know. But yeah, yeah. thank you, uh, Letitia. I want to say thank you so much. I know our Grow Nation. I call them Grow Nation. Yes, I love that. I love it. I, we are so thankful just to have someone with expertise someone who is bold, who is out there on the front lines, making change to policy, teaching our children, opening up yourself just so we can learn. I really appreciate you so very much. I know that this is just the tip of the iceberg for you, and we're going to be watching you grow. We're going to be watching you get those 10 acres because I know it's coming. 
And we just, I just say thank you so much. Thank you. So I appreciate it. I honor you. Yes. And I would be more than happy to come back. You have been incredible. You're so easy to talk to. Grow Nation, thank you so much for listening and giving me a chance, a little bit of your time. So I'm, I'm very yes. grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much. We will be in touch and thank you. Wasn't that so good, guys? I would not steer you wrong on this one, but until next time, I want you to be intentional about those areas in your life where you are going to make room to grow.